Welcome back, the dudes of Davey. We have a very special show today. We have someone who I've known for a very long time, uh, a good friend of mine who has, uh, has been involved in a lot of things in his life. Um, anything that he does, he puts his full effort into. Uh, I've known him for being a, you know, a great connector. Um, his name's Justin Fishman. Justin, welcome. Hey, guys. First time caller, long time listener. Excellent. Well, we're happy I to always, have you here. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> you, you can see that I, was your moment. I know you have a lot of right. sayings that you really want to get out, so that you, you have this is your platform. So let me let's start out. I want to understand our listeners want to understand what what is KB Foundation? Um, what is Courtyard Mentors? Like, how, how did you get involved in this? What what drove you to uh, really want to take this full throttle? Yeah, so I think you guys, well, thanks for having me, obviously. Um, I think you guys, will, a lot of your listeners, and you guys will probably like a lot of what we do. So we're a mentoring organization, primarily group-based mentoring organization in the Philadelphia, Philadelphia area. Um, and really, it's kind of designed on like what you wish you had as a 12 and 13-year-old boy. Basically, like that's that's it. It's like a bunch of really good dudes who do a bunch of cool stuff, who show you what that cool stuff is, who take you places, and who are there for you, like, consistently, basically, right? So that's the organization. Um, you know, primarily it's to build the developmental and social companies, competencies of adolescent youth in Philadelphia. So we're about um, 180, 190 kids across Philadelphia, primarily boys. We have about 10% girls. Uh, we, we're in schools, we're in rec centers, we're in um, community centers, and we teach our life skills mentoring programs. And then we um, have programs that take youth out of the neighborhood, and that's really where our heart is. So um, we go on field trips to local businesses. Uh, we call them lunch and learns. Uh, we'll do co company community outings. Um, we have a boys and girls mentoring camp, which is a lot of fun. It's all life skills. And then finally, we take kids to Africa uh, from Philadelphia, primarily boys who are rising ninth graders who have never flown, uh, never left Philadelphia, really never gone anywhere. Look, all of this is is tremendous. Uh, I, I know, you know firsthand the work that you're doing, and you're you're really involved on a daily basis. This is this is really what you're doing, um, which is incredible. How how did you decide that this was the platform? And that you were that this is what you wanted to go full force at. Sure. And let me talk just to make it interesting um, at the front of the show. Um, so recently, I don't know if you're aware of the NFL, my cause, my cleats program. Yes. Right. Which I think the Dolphins participated in. They did. Yep. Not sure who, but on the Eagles side of things, uh, Jalen Hurts was one of the participants and he actually um, um, chose us to wear on his cleats, uh, which, which was very, very cool. That's amazing. Um, so Jalen, a friend of ours and he is a supporter of ours and we could talk about that later um, but primarily i started um a, a summer camp for for young kids in my neighborhood in south philadelphia about 10 years ago um, i noticed that and that was really for five to 12 year olds um, and i noticed a lot of the boys who i got to know over the years were hitting that critical age which i would call middle school for boys right mm -hmm. 11 12 13. Mm -hmm. um, and these are primarily low-income um kids um, and really just, I wanted to develop something that 
um, when you got to that point, you had a bunch of people to talk to and a bunch of people to, 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 to learn from. And so I developed actually with Rachel, uh, my wife, um, a after-school mentoring program, like a pilot, you know, and I really came, I was, at, I'm a, I'm a Navy officer as well. I'm a veteran and I, I was deployed to the Middle East for a year. And at, over that time, you have a lot of, you have a lot of downtime. And so I was thinking about like, how would I do this? This is, this is all I was thinking about. Um, I had a career in finance. I actually went to Michigan, which is probably half of your listeners, um, and, and got MBA there. Um, but it never really kind of peaked, you know, piqued my interest um, within the service that allowed me to take a little more risks because kind of those big things that you know that that guys our age typically have to worry about mortgage, healthcare, uh, which are the big two. On the service side of things, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but you know, the VA, there's a VA loan for homes, which re significantly reduces your mortgage. And then having, I'm now in the reserves, having healthcare at, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month, right? So those two big things allows me to take like a pretty big risk, if, if that makes sense. Um, I partnered with an old colleague of mine, you know, acquaintance who was running a father program. And, and, and I told him about this program and some ideas. And he had an existing nonprofit. He had a board. He had one program, which was a summer camp. Um, I spent, I sent 10 of my boys to that summer camp. And when we got back from that summer camp, I said, you know what, this is what I should be doing. Like, I'm very good at this. Um, I have a vision for what I want to build. I can lean on all my connections um, and um, let's go. And so I joined as the only employee of the KB Foundation. Right. right. And so with one program, I took in my program and now we have 10 programs, 200 kids and Jalen Hurts is you know, backing us. And that's two years later, our mentor group is, is now circling over 70 individuals um, in the Philadelphia area. And these are all leaders and kind of who have deep experience in their fields. Um, we have a couple of athletes, um, some business owners, some finance guys. Um, and basically the way we do it is look, what, what individual at this moment who has kids, who has um, commitments, nothing wrong with big brothers, big sisters, but there's a long wait list for a reason. It, it's, it's a big commitment to take a, a little kid, right? So we, we have this group-based model where, you know, once you get cleared with us, you get a schedule and we ask you to do two things a year. So every program, when I need volunteers, I just hit our list of 70 and I'm looking for two. And that way a kid who wants to participate doesn't have to be matched in order to participate in something. And then the kid gets the benefit of spending time with peers, his own peers. Which is, which again, nothing wrong with the model of going to a ball game or going to the park, but it's like, you know, at some point, um, there's a bigger relationship that can be grown, right? Sure. And, and life skills can be, you know, translated to that relationship as well. Yeah. So, so if you think about what we do on our, we just, we just executed, um, you know, when Philadelphia schools are closed, that's where we really go to work and we take kids on our field trips. We just executed, who is that with? Um, CBS News, right? So we just took, we went rock climbing with CBS News. It was a community outing. We have a mentor who's the head sports reporter for CBS News here in Philadelphia, Pat Gallen. Mm -hmm. um, he arranged the whole thing. We had four mentors participate. One was actually a pro football player. Another was, um, uh, I don't know what he does, but he seems to be head of everything. I can't figure that out. Another was a, was a sketch comic comedian named um, Alex Saburn, who's a lot of funny. I don't know if you guys know him. No. Nope. He does the Philly voices. The jump that like the videos that Jonah loves, check it. He's he's on on Instagram. Check oh, we'll that check out. that out. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, Alex Sabrin, he's hysterical. And so we went to CBS, we had, uh, we went to rock climbing, we had 18 kids, we had 15 schools represented, we had 14 zip codes represented. Probably average income of the uh, median household income is like 33 grand of the kid going. So just an example. Okay. So in terms of talking too much. No, no, you're no, not. no, not no, at no. all. I mean, I think the goal is we really want the listeners to understand the, the really the outreach that you guys are making, how people can get involved, and there's probably multiple ways for people to get involved. I'm curious, you know, as you sit here, you know, having these ten different programs, 180 kids, what do you envision the the next three to five years looking like, and you know, and sort of what are the hurdles that you might see that are you know you know coming up? All right, so we, and I can be very candid on this, right? Yes. Okay, so money is the biggest issue. And it's the biggest issue because we, we our outcomes are longer. We, we, our youngest age is 11 years old, right? So if you think about it, we want you at 11 because by the time you get to high school and you're with us, right? I want you to have traveled domestically, traveled internationally, have a passport, had a job, mm-hmm. had a bank account, a real bank account, right? Identified a purpose, identified an interest, identified a mentor that can support you in that purpose and matriculate you into a program that cares about either your um, secondary school, like college, or your work, right? That's by high school. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the idea that if you do all those things, right, you check all those boxes, even if you're from a violent neighborhood, the idea that you, if you, after you are exposed to all this thing and you do all those things, the idea of you picking up a weapon and doing something is almost as unlikely as one of our kids, right? However, that's a three to five year time frame. Minimum. The money, when it's not being stolen, goes to um, 16, 17, 18 plus. Because it's because people can understand, the outcome is quicker. So it's how much is your program? And then you're gonna put them in a job. The job pays X, here's my ROI, right? right? And they target, the areas, they, they're targeting the areas that are contributing the violence, which is 18 to 24, right? So our, ours is preventative, but longer out, outcomes. Now, we're, 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 we're partnering with a technology firm, which I'm really excited about, that's going to help us provide actually real outcomes, like, like through an app. It's very, very exciting. And, but that's like a one-year kind of time frame where we can provide better outcomes up to the people who write these checks, Right. Right. Um, so that's really the challenge. We do have one program that's 18 to 24 years old. Um, that's kind of for folks that have slipped through the crack. And that's where we get money for. We have we have no issue on money for that um, because the state gives us money for that um, and we can raise money for that. But, you know, that's just that's just one program. Got it. Uh, look, I've, I've seen firsthand the work that you do. Uh, I think one thing that the listeners may not fully grasp is how how involved you really are. Like I've, I've walked the streets with you to go to different businesses, literally to ask people, um, to be involved. Uh, it's not just, you know, casting a wide net. You're, you know, you're, you're on the ground doing it. Um, so I think that that should be understood. I, I think, look, what you're doing is, is great work in the city. Obviously this is a, a sports pod too. Um, and this is a, a holiday feel-good story, but we, we, what we want to understand a little bit more as well is the impact of some of these athletes that you've mentioned. You mentioned Jalen Hurts earlier. 
Um, I know there's some others. And, and what they bring, obviously, some of it's money, but what they really bring in terms of um, helping these kids um, and, and in what ways they're doing that. Yeah. And, 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 and Justin, let me just layer on one quick thing. So yeah. it sounds like for everybody who's listening out there who's actually never heard of you or your organization, so there are a couple different components to your organization, but it sounds like it's a combination of life skills, mm-hmm. right? And preventative measures so that you don't end up in, in the situation where you don't have the life skills and you feel like the only thing you can resort to is, you know, improper behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the way I look at it is like, we're trying to find purpose and we do that through exposure. So mm-hmm. our tagline is exposure is life. So we're showing you as much stuff as we can possible so that you can, you can kind of figure out what your purpose is and what you have energy around and then go towards that. Because once you have energy and you go towards that and you've gone through some of our healthy relationship skills, which mm-hmm. we have a curriculum for that, then you can help put the blinders on and be focused. Right. Yeah. You know, so a great example is like Yomi. Um, who, who won Bravo's Top Chef in 15 and actually went to Africa with us this year on that program. Um, Nick comes into one of our after-school programs. He says, this is what cooking is. And he does pasta making with that. Samaj comes after and says, I really like this. Six months later, we go on a field trip to Nick's restaurant, Laurel. They get custom shirts, custom chef jackets. He gets one with his name on it, along with 18 other boys. He actually is in the kitchen doing rotations. He goes, wow, I really, really like this, Right. So coming up that summer, he goes to the Philadelphia school district, gets his working papers. He starts as a busboy at Nick's restaurant, right? Working at Nick's restaurant. It rains one day, right? I Samaj calls me and says, Miss Justin, Miss Justin. That's what we call him, Mr. Justin. Miss Justin, uh, something happened. I was like, what? He's like, it rained. I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, they asked me to like bring food from the window to, to his table. And I got a few more dollars. I was like, you got a promotion. You're a food runner, right? He didn't know what was happening, but that's what was happening, right? His dream is to be a chef two months ago. This is a year and a half now. Two months ago, I got a call from him again. Miss Justin, Miss Justin, I had my first day on the, on the line in the back, the chef's line. They're trying me out, right? And not only, but then Nick hired the next kid. And now some, Zaire and Samaj is now training Zaire, right? These are 15 and 14-year-old boys, all just from exposure, right? right? And so as, 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 you know, typically, what do we like to do? What do we say in our programs? We, we protect, we provide, we preside, right? As, as men, that's the goal, right? And how do we do that? We do that through finding our purpose. And how can we find our purpose? Through our exposure. Right. I, I think that goes to another point, which just popped into my mind, which is, you know, you've given me a couple examples over, over the years in terms of, you know, these kids now, if they're also running into issues, right? They tend to call you before as one of the first people, which I think is amazing as like, you're almost, um, well, it's good. They're calling somebody. Right. Right. But, but where they maybe didn't have that before your organization and and you as well are kind of that in between almost where possibly things could go wrong, but you're there, which I think is a huge thing. Now we have 70 plus, you know, primarily men who are, who are there supporting these kids. Right. You know, so but back to the athlete thing. So 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 it's two, it's September 2000. And uh, when was Jalen? Remember, Jalen was behind Carson and they weren't sure about him. Do you remember that? It was two years ago, right? Yeah, I think two years ago, like they weren't sure if he was going to be the starter of the future. Right. Yep. 
So we're in um, we're at one of our sports and enrichment programs, and I get a call actually from a mutual friend of me and Lonnie's, Justin Newman. We call him Jimmy. And he's like, you got to get down here. Jalen Hurts is here. Jalen Hurts is here. So I'm like, Rachel, get in the car. So we're sprinting. We're sprinting off, right? I'm going like 100 miles an hour. Um, and Jalen is filming a commercial. And apparently some of our boys start talking trash to him, <laughs> right? Because they're like just playing. And he comes over. He shoots the cameras away. And he shoots with them for like 30 minutes in a velour jumpsuit. And I think he shot. I was told he shot like 85 to 87%. Just lights out in the velour suit. So then we're, we're talking to Jalen and he's like, Hey, what do you do? And he's like, you know, this, and I'm talking to his agent. She's like, he really likes this. He likes this because clearly you have a connection with the kids and it's a direct impact. He's like a lot of the stuff that these athletes do, they go for a day, they see a thousand kids, they shake a lot of hands. They tend to not know directly who they're supporting. Right. So it's not so much of a deeper impact. And he really liked us because of that. And then I got a call six months later um, out of nowhere, you know, they go cold and I'm sending her a message like every month. Cause I send anyone a message all the time. Right. And she ignores me for like six months. And then out of nowhere, I get a call from Truist bank, who I also have my mortgage with, who's probably big in South Florida. Right. Very yes. big. And they go, Hey, is this Justin Fishman? I see yeah, They go, this is Truist bank with Jalen hurts. And I go, I think I'm good on home equity. <laughs> Cause I get that call like every day, you know? And she's like, no, 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 don't hang up. You're going to want to hear this. That's amazing. And and she goes, so I just want to let you know that Jalen is doing his day of care in Philadelphia and they've chosen you and the KB Foundation to highlight. That's great. So we, she spent two hours with us, with me leading um, a workshop on healthy kids' ass. And then Truist featured that nationwide as part of their commercial. And then part of that day, they said, what do you want as a gift? And I said, you know, there's really nothing, like when you see the kids, like, okay, most of our boys never leave a five to six to seven block radius. Mm -hmm. They don't know a lot about the world at all, at all, right? And so, you know, whether it's, if you want me to get more social services, more tutoring, okay, we're, we're dropping little scuba guys and little castles into a little small fishbowl. And they're still swimming around this little fishbowl, right? So with Africa, I'm trying to get them a bigger tent if that makes sense, right? Because mm -hmm. everyone comes in there and says, and especially guys our age too, and say, hey, look, listen to me, follow these, these instructions, do what I do, and the world is out there. And they haven't left four blocks. They don't even know what the world is. So they don't right. even know what they're fighting, what they're pushing for. Right, right. I so think so let's, you know, let's do these, why don't you do the flights, passports, and visas for the Africa trip? And they said, all right, we'll get back to you in 24 hours. <laughs> and they come back and they're like, okay, would 30,000 do it? And I like check a fake Excel spreadsheet. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like put a anything. Because <laughs> it's jailing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. yeah that should work. <laughs> it's helpful. That's what it was. But, but that's amazing. That was, uh, that was the story. And then what's really interesting, this is for your sports guys, okay? Mm -hmm. this, this is deep, deep cut, right? Is, um, the phrase, do you know the phrase, it's a Philly thing? Yes. Every billboard, every t-shirt, yes. they sold millions. Okay? All right, this is, a really, this is a really good story. So I get a call out of nowhere, Super Bowl week. Right? CBS News, hey, is this Justin Fishman? Yeah. We did some digging, and it, we, it found, we did some digging. We were doing a story on the origin of it's a Philly thing, and it turns out that it was from Jalen's time that he spent with you in his press conference. And I was like, yeah, right. Like, who is this? You know? 
And then I was like, we're going to email you the clip. And sure enough, we look at the clip, right? And he says in the press conference that he's talking about us. He goes, he stutters, he goes, it's, you know, it's a Philly thing. And I happen to be in this leadership Philadelphia program with a bunch of other leaders in Philly. And the head of marketing for the Eagles is in there. It happens to be the next day. And I go up to him and I'm like, hey, I got this call. Is this true? He's like, oh, yeah. We pulled that. We tested it against like 10 phrases and it went through the roof. Wow. Right? So CBS, I'm gearing up. I'm in my whatever. I'm like cleaned up for this interview. Okay? 10 minutes before the interview, I get a call and they go, I'm sorry, we're going with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so- and I was like, what? And they're like, well, you sang a song one year ago called Philly Thing. So we're going to have a story of him singing the song and then Jalen saying it's a Philly thing. All right. Well, so close. This story gets better. Okay. Kevin Bacon is awesome. So meanwhile, sorry if I'm running over. Me and the family are in San Francisco. Okay. And who's, and we go to the American Airlines Club and who's in there but Kevin Bacon. So I go up to him and I'm like, hey, I'm not, you know, sorry to bother you. I'm from Philly. I work with kids. I know you work with kids. And, um, you know, I just want to let you know that, like, we had this situation where they were going to highlight my nonprofit for It's a Philly thing. And 10 minutes before, they went with you guys, your, your, your school of rock. And he goes, oh, yeah, that brought in a lot of money for the foundation. And I was like, no shit, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So every time I see it's a Philly thing anywhere, any sweatshirt, everything, it's just a little pinch in the back, like a knife. All right. Well, you'll get your shot. You'll come back to you. Um, in terms of Jalen. That was, that was long. Uh, obviously, but, obviously he's doing. End of the day, yeah. Jalen, you know, we, Mo Bamba is, is, is named on our Africa trip. He's now a Sixers now. A Sixer now. Look, at the end of the day, they don't have to be there all the time. But the fact that they're interested in the kids and the kids know that. That we, we use that all the time, all the time. So it's like Jalen cares about you. He wants to know what you're doing. I tell him about what you're doing. He's putting you on the cleats. And we do these bracelets, these KB Foundation mentoring bracelets. And when we give one out, we say, you know who wears one of these? Or not, or, or who put them on your cleats? Jalen Hurts put them on your cleats. Right. Well, then then, so he, then they feel like they would be letting him down. And that, right. I mean, yes. that's, that's a huge thing. Like when he's interacting, I mean, you've told me this. I, I think the general perception is that he's a good guy. He's, you know, he works hard. He's very committed. He seems like, you know, just a, just a really good citizen. But he really is that, right? He, he like, when you talk to him and he comes in, he's just as, he, he's just yeah, as solid as you'd imagine. Um, he's young. Right. So you forget that, right? He's right. 24 or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's super young. And he's very, very thoughtful about every single place that he's in everything he's going to say, what he's going to do. He understands how meaningful it is. Um, he understands the responsibility. This is just my view. Mm-hmm. He understands the responsibility that he has on so many people being in the position that he's in. Because remember, you know, Lon, and mm-hmm. probably Stefan, you know, when the Eagles are good, right, it lifts the city, businesses do better, people are inspired. There's a whole thing, and he understands 100%. That you know what I mean? Which, which is meaningful, right? So he takes that very seriously. So as you continue to see the impact of Jalen and in Mo Bamba, are there other athletes that you'd like to get into the fold that you think that would continue to increase the magnitude of the impact of the programs? Yeah, so one of the things we're doing, you know, we try to do, when people are running, and you probably know this in investments, when people are running one way, we, we like to run the other. Right. So our sports and enrichment pro. So everyone in Philly does basketball. 
right? Everyone in the surrounding area does football, right? So we, our sports enrichment program is pivoted to exposure to sports that they don't get exposure to. So one of our mentors is the union, who's actually a good friend of mine, is the union captain Alejandro Bedoya, who played for Team USA. Mm -hmm. And he is just a great guy, right? And so we brought him in, he introduced soccer to the kids. And we now actually, I can't believe it, but we're on our third job with the local travel Palumbo soccer team, coaching, refing from kids, coming off that exposure to soccer. Um, we did a, um, our, our last quarter was with the UPenn men's varsity golf team, right? Mm. So golf is a, is, a, is a sport where these, a lot of these kids have never played it before. And man, like it, it sparks some interest. We have one kid uh, two years ago, Zaire, he was exposed to golf through one of our after school programs. We did a field trip on golf. He had the Penn men's golf outing. He saw a little tag in his school that said JV men's golf. And he was like, you know what? Why not? He pulled it. He went out, he made it. And now he's and the, the team plays in West Philly where Tiger Woods is building like a hundred million dollar facility. And that first cohort that he's in, if he stays there, they pay for his whole college. Wow. That's, That's just great. It's really great. He, went, he was exposed to golf. It didn't work for all the kids. That's okay. But then you just show them the next thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Thanks. And so this this year we're looking at uh, karate. Actually, we're looking at lacrosse. Uh, we'll do another soccer and uh, something else. I forget. So I, I I wanted to you know obviously we'll we'll put a bow on this to a degree, but I'd love to have yeah, wrap me up. I'd love to have, <laughs> I'd love to have the listeners here though. What is Justin's vision mm -hmm. for the next three to five years? I know. Look, we all know. I think everybody knows that money really makes the world go round, especially when it comes to how many more people can you impact, how much more programming can you do, who else can get involved. So obviously you have 10 programs. You said you have about 180 kids throughout the program. What is, you know, what, what is Justin's vision for how this is going to grow? And obviously, you know, I know that Lonnie's been super helpful over the, over the years. And obviously I think our podcast, you know, would love to continue to be helpful to you getting that messaging out there and hopefully like you, making connections and putting people in touch with one another? Yeah, no, that, that's a good question. And um, so we, so a couple of things, right? So, so one is we, we want to be the gold, we want to shift the narrative a little bit, right? So we want to be the gold standard for a mentoring organization. And we believe that the group-based model is the way that, that needs to be followed, right? And so in order for us to gain, for that to gain traction, right? Because it's not that the one-on-one the -on -one model has failed, it's just that the backups, the wait lists are so long. Right. I mean, I think in Philadelphia, it's 800, it's 800, the wait list is 800 for male right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's because, look, if you're, if, um, well, there's a bunch of different reasons for that, but so group-based models. The other thing too, obviously, is the focused on younger, right? 11 to 13, drive resources towards that age where you can really, really make an impact, right? And then also just personally is like, I think the boys, there's a crisis among boys right now. They're very behind. They're behind in reading. They're behind in math. Um, it's it's trickling up into the um, um, into the college ranks, right? And so this kind of focus on kind of young men um, at, a, at a young age can be really something. We are built to really the way that we're building this. We can grow um, 
pretty solidly over the next few years with the right resources. You know, I could see us at five to 600 kids across the city because we're now really set up to, and we're doing this now, we're doing everything we need to do now is we can now go into Philadelphia schools. We just got that approved in, in school curriculum. We can be after school curriculum. We can now partner with rec centers, but all, all these things take time because we do it the right way. Audited financials. We don't get ahead of our skis on staff. Everything, all of our staff is part-time. If you look back at Philadelphia, not to be sad, but it, you know, you can look at, there was this 22 article about $22 million of anti-violence grants. We applied for that. We were rejected. All $22 million was wasted or stolen. All of it. Wow. Right? All of it. It's, it's staff. It's, it wasn't even nonprofits. Right? And so the mismanagement is we also want to show what good nonprofit management looks like. Because we can assure you that every single dollar is used at a maximum impact with us. I think that's a huge differentiating point. That's huge. I think, you know, I've had some real experience chairing, you know, commit, you know, young professional committees for a couple of different charitable organizations that I thought were wonderful. One was the Ronald McDonald House in New York. Uh, one was another one called Project Mori. It's also based in New York where they do a sleepaway camp uh, for underprivileged children. And it's and like not dissimilar to you at that camp. They offer experiences and they give you exposure to things that you just don't have exposure to. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that's what we do. We uh, yeah. So it sounds like, though, that you're really trying to build something here and you have built something already, which is, you know, impactful. But guess who comes to the camp, Stephen and Lon? Yep. A bunch of you guys. Yep. So we don't use staff. We use our clear. We have 35 mentors from Philadelphia come up and go to the camp with the boys. Then we have our junior mentors, which are which are twenty, which are eighteen to twenty-four, and then we have our workers, which are fifteen to seventeen, our junior campers, right? So, and the intention is because oh, there's the dentist from Philly. Oh, there's the athlete from Philly. Oh, that's what's his name from Philly. He came up here for me. Mm-hmm. So it just bonds that, it makes that bond all the more strong, and it realizes that they're not alone. Right. No, I right. think that's great. So, look, I I'm really happy you came on. You've I mean, I learned a ton today about what you do, uh, what the organization is focused on. Like I said earlier on in the pod, um, I've known you for a long time. You're a tremendous connector. There's a lot of things that you could be doing. Um, and the fact that you're doing this and it's impacting so many lives in a positive way, I think should be applauded. Um, so we wanted to have you on, spread the message. Um, hopefully this this helps the organization in any way that we can we we're here to help yeah. Uh, yeah for the for those who want to learn more or perhaps get involved you know what should they who should they contact what should, you know what twitter handle what should they follow yeah so go to our website kv.foundation kilobravo.foundation right um you can obviously look me up justin fishman on you know anything on like instagram or um i don't know whatever else there is LinkedIn or whatever. Um, all of our handles are on our website. All of our programs are listed on our website. Our ways to donate are listed on our website. Um, definitely get to the coolest stuff that we do is on our, you know, videos is on our YouTube page. And that's on my, that's on my partners, my partner, Kirk Berry. That's on his, his YouTube page, which mm-hmm. is Mr. KB power at Mr. KB power. Um, and there you can see Africa videos. You can see the story that Fox did, the story CBS did, our mentoring camp, all that stuff. Terrific. Really remarkable. That's well, great. Thank you again. Justin, you're going to stick with us, right? We, we got a couple other yeah. subjects. Yeah, anything you want, man. All right. I think the next place we want to go, I know we've had this conversation 
uh, a few times, but look, we're heavily involved in our kids' sports. So uh, in terms of our children, we've been exposed to, uh, you know, the aspect of being on teams and parents and the whole environment. Coaching. Coaching, all of it. We, we want to get into, maybe we could tell a couple stories and, and give our experience on what we're seeing out there um, and whether or not it's, it's healthy or not. Yeah, so, so I guess, Justin, first question to you is, so have you coached your kids in sports? And second, are you still speaking with your children after coaching your kids in sports? <laughs> I, don't, I don't coach because the Navy, I, like, get, I have to like, leave too much, you know? So I can't take on that like, responsibility. Um, but, sir, sir, but I'm friends with all their coaches, okay. I would say. I'm one of the few guys who's still, who's still. friendly with them. Yeah. Right. We so- have coaching sessions after each one. Discussion <laughs> after after we lost to French Lake by twenty, and Olivia Isabella went a combined two for thirty from the floor. <laughs> how twenty two steals combined? How, how did you decide to improve that shooting percentage? I'm like, uh, we're going to talk to Mo Bamba and get him a, two, a shooting coach. See, see, you have access to Mo. It's a good resource. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's I mean, fun because they're at Barrack Jewish Day School and they just joined the Friends League, and I don't know what the what the Equivalent is in Miami, mm-hmm. but there's two great basketball leagues in Philly, and it's the Catholic League and it's the Friends League. Right, right. So Bag Boys is having a tough year this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I hope it turns around. Yeah, no, listen. I, I, mean, run into the, I run into their shooting guard every day at the bus stop on 3rd and Catherine. And I'm like, how'd it go yesterday? He's like, not good. <laughs> it's, it's hard when you're having a losing well, season. It's hard. Let, let me ask you a question. We see it down here in Florida. Um, but like we see like a lot of kids having like these like specialized coaches. They're like eight years old, nine years old and like baseball and soccer, whatever. Do you see like do you see the intensity of kid of youth sports much higher than it was when we were kids up, up where you are? I, I don't personally, but I think it's because we are we live in South Philly mm-hmm. and we our kids go to Jewish day school. Got it. If that's fair. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Well, sort of. It, it's definitely like different I'm down not, here. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like I wouldn't because we're not at like my girls play for Lower Marion, right? Because mm-hmm. the girls' South Philly team folded, and it's an intense program. But if those girls are doing like training, I don't really know about it because we're not out there. Right. Although I will say, I see plenty of kids who have zero shot, like literally zero shot of doing anything athletic, who have like five coaches, even yeah. down here. So. Uh, I, I guess it's all relative, but I mean, I guess we were competitive at a at sleepaway camp, Justin. Uh, well, we we had we had our glory. Um, what what was the moment? Look for for people who don't know, Justin played pretty competitive hockey. What what was the moment that you realized uh, you weren't going to play professional hockey? Oh, well, <laughs> when I got in, I'm trying to think. Well, that's a little deeper than that. I mean, it really when I got. It, when I had the issues in high school. Yeah. Right. So I was expelled from high school. So that was kind of, that was, that set me back a little bit. And then I kind of got back on track, but it was too late at that point. Then I got injured and that was kind of it. It sounds like some of the flyer teams though would have appreciated an expelled player. It probably would have. Yeah. 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 I was a good, I was a fighter too. Especially in the nineties, you know? Yeah. I was about a hundred percent. And presently, you know, they have Tortorella. So, you know, and the flyers are on a hot my streak. Jonah's not, my son's not following my footsteps. Oh Yeah. 
Oh boy, interesting, excellent, nice. Unless, unless you can learn hockey sitting on the couch scratching your balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's so good at that. He's a good kid. Uh, I know it's funny. Yo, it's funny. Wait, hold on. It's funny because you know I, I'm like, get off YouTube, man. Come on, like this is garbage. But he actually, so he he plays competitive soccer and he's pretty good and he's he's funny because he always smiles every time he gets the ball and the parents love it. But um, he's the only one who can lift the ball, shoot, and curve it. Right, so he takes all the corners, all the free kicks, and he got it from watching YouTube. Wow, there you go. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's no doubt that, like, I mean, you know, my son plays travel soccer. He's he's pretty good, but he'll watch these videos for an hour or two, and I'll say to him, yeah. I'm, "I'm like, I'm like, come on, man, stop it. Like, enjoy the enjoy the real world. Get outside, do something. Let's go." He's like, "Let me just show you what I just watched." And he'll show me these like incredible highlight videos from teams in Europe and teams all over the place and what he's watching. He's not watching. I mean, he's actually watching to try and learn and he'll then yeah. apply some of that to the game. So it, it is interesting. Yeah. So one of a, one of a thousand things it made sense. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right after like, you know, the, you know, the gummy bear that was dancing. Well, after like, Steph Curry, if he could score a thousand points in one game. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and the really informative interview. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. All right, cool. Next, we're going to go to like some current event sports. We'll, we'll definitely talk about uh, the Eagles, but let's, let's save that. Uh, let's get to some more upbeat things right now. Uh, some major things have happened since our last pod. I think the first thing, the first place we should really hit is, is Otani's contract since we've, we literally had an entire podcast on uh, Otani and the state of baseball and how important he is to the future of baseball. But What's your guys' take on this contract? It's obviously it's a funky contract, but generally speaking, I mean, it's a seismic move for Major League Baseball, right? Because he goes from a team that could not make or win in the playoffs mm -hmm. to the top three franchise in baseball. He's going to a team that is loaded for bear, mm -hmm. you know, is almost you know ready to win it every year, and he's decided to structure his contract. In the, in the literally the definition of the most friendly contract in you in the world for the team to spend more money and for himself to save all of that money right. when he renounces his U.S. citizenship and leaves the U.S. in 10 years. Right. Or he moves to Florida. Or he moves to Florida. <laughs> right. <laughs> One or the other. But, but I will tell you, imagine a player of his stature. Oh, and by the way, part of his contract in the fine print is the only way he can get out of his contract is if the president mm -hmm. and I believe the GM, yep. if either one of them... Friedman is the main guy, yeah. Is either one of them leaves the franchise. So I think it's really interesting to see wh why he signed with the Dodgers. Pretty obvious, right? Yeah. You know, st you know, the reputation, the stature, the ability to win. Then his desire to obviously restructure from a monetary standpoint. And then there was a relationship standpoint too that he felt close enough with these two guys and in, in their alignment of the vision to say, hey, listen, the only way I'll get out is if one of you two have to, you know, get out. Right. And he stays in he stays in the L.A. area, which I thought that might have been a deterrent because he hates attention. It's the second bit, biggest media market in the country. Uh, but I think the I think the Dodgers will do whatever they can to shield him from that. Um, but I mean, he's in a lineup now that is I mean, it's impossible to get those three out in a row. Between Freeman, Betts, and Otani. And Otani, I mean, it's and just incredible. And you got incredible. Max Muncy. I mean, it's like, it's insane. And, and they, they just made a trade, I think it was last night or this morning, for Tyler Glas Glasgow, yeah. the pitcher from Tampa. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's a, I mean, they're going to be 
the prohibitive favorite to win the World Series. And the funny thing is they're going to be in a position... They can have pitching. Well, they're going to be in a position where, similar to the Yankees, you know, call it from like 97, 98 to, to the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. the season is a failure if you don't win the World Series. That's I what know. it is. Yeah, well, definitely it is. No doubt. What about you, Justin? What do you think? I don't know much about it, but I did like the... Um the meme, the rush hour meme with Chris Tucker where Otani was going over how he wanted it paid out. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good one. That's great. All right. That's all I got. All right. Well, good contribution there. All right. We'll we'll move on to something that uh, that I think you can contribute. We we could talk about the Nick Nurse Sixers and Bede's year. What you think, how you think that's all playing out? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, we're like, so we, I don't, I will say, so, my capacity to hold sports in my head is lowered. Yes. Right. Over time. So, so, and then the Sixers is interesting because I think, you know, but um, you know, we spent, we were Mo Bamba's host, right. When he was a kid. So he is like a brother to my kids. Right. That's a good, so it's a, I, can you get into yeah. that just a little bit in terms of like how that happened and, and, and what that yeah, entailed? Sure. Yeah. So, so when, when his, so he, he, it's funny. So he was part of, he kind of had a Justin when he was younger, his name is Greer and his, that's his, his, um, his agent. And when I went to Michigan, you know, Greer was my closest friend there. And I learned of Mo, I met Mo and then Mo transferred um, as a kid in early high school to a school outside of Philadelphia. And they kind of needed someone just to, just to help him with like family stuff, you know? like um, go to the doctors, Sunday dinners, you know, staying over if they needed it, you know, pickups, drop-offs, whatever, right? Because he was boarding. And then he kind of, so he really, we spent a lot of time with him and he really, my kids fell in love with him and he the same and he um, he kind of just kept growing and then he kept rising up the, you know, the charts. So by the time he was done, he was like the number five player in the country or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, going to Texas. And then we went to Texas to visit him and then he got drafted by Orlando. And then we would spend every Hanukkah and well, Lonnie, you know this, but we Mm -hmm. spent every Christmas with him. We would go see our in-laws. We'd go to Orlando, go to a game. We'd do Hanukkah with Mo Christmas with him. And then we'd come to see you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was very cool to see him come to Philadelphia. You know, that is very cool. Uh, So obviously like I, I, it's, I'm incredibly biased, right? So, like, I want him to play as much as possible, and I want him to get his opportunity, and um, and that's that. And then it's weird because it's like a different – you view the team a little bit differently, you know? Sure. Right? Right. So it's like I, – I am a fan, of course, but, like, we watch every game, but we're watching as, like – I wouldn't say, like, a dad because that's not right, but, you know, almost just like a family member's playing, right? right. That's Mo- kind of what we care about the most. Mo is basically in your family. He's a, he's a family yeah, member. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we look at the games differently. Right. No, I think that's fair. And so I we're think going, we're going tonight. Um, I'm taking my girls for their birthday. That's you awesome. Know, so for warm ups, we'll go before, and he'll probably say hi, and then you know, hopefully, get some time tonight. But in watching them, you've watched them more than I have. Um, obviously, I'm a fan, but I live in Florida. Like, what do you think that they have? Do you think they're a top few team in the Eastern Conference? Like unbiased i don't know enough about basketball i mean you know it's it's just such a big and maxi's taking a big step mm-hmm. you know he's he's incredible right and he then, um, 
you know, Embiid, I mean, it's just such a big drop off. It's like, how do you replace like the, the, you know, he's arguably the most dominant player in the world right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And it shows because they're just such a different team when he's not on the floor. Right. I mean, look, so I, that's I, the real question is like, can they get, what is it? Second round? They haven't gotten out of, they haven't gotten out of the second round in a long, well, no, they, weren't they, no, they didn't make no. it the Eastern Conference. Mm. No, no, they, no. That Kawhi game, the Kawhi yep. game was. That was painful. Game seven, seventh, yeah. It was game seven against the Raptors. Yep. That was painful. And then, well, they were up 3-2 last year to Boston and blew it. So the question is, do they need one more guy? You know, Oubre has been, you know, he's always been a scorer. And he has, when he's been it, you know, when he plays now, he's back. He was hurt. He scores. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's the question. Yeah, It certainly seems like Embiid is having the same, if not even a better year than he did last year. He definitely seems, you know, incredibly motivated to take his team deep into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Max, he's obviously having his breakout season because he doesn't have Harden next to him. And uh, listen, I'm not saying that Doc Rivers isn't a very good coach, uh, but Nick Nurse is also a very good coach. Yeah, but and, do, do they beat Boston? Like, are they there? I don't, you know, Marcel certainly doesn't think so. <laughs> That's my, my brother was a Celtics fan. I think that the Celtics... And they and we'll see if well, look every team can change this in February, right? It all depends on the moves at the trade deadline. But I'll tell you right now that the Celtics have a we know we're really really good when Porzingis is healthy issue because mm -hmm. when Porzingis is out, they're the almost exact same team as last year. But these guys are always out. Like these big guys, it's just so hard for them to stay on the floor. Yeah, I mean, are. you're talking about any of these guys who are over seven one, right? Seven one or big. It's like there's no chance they're playing. 60 games so as so as if you're the gm yeah if you're the president of the team you're the coach you have to build your depth accordingly mm -hmm. so the hope is obviously if Embiid were to have to take a break for a week or 10 days that mo that mo can get in there and log some strong minutes and i only you know you know what i was going to ask and i don't think he'll ever answer it honestly right now but is you know mo's right now behind Embiid. Mm -hmm. i mean if i'm well no he's behind paul reed right i know i know yeah. so and paul reed is really good isn't he? Yeah. No. Uh, no, he's good. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm like I'm not a good person to ask with that stuff. You know, like from a from a number standpoint, you know, he's look. Paul Reed's a scrapper, right? That's what right. they really like. Correct. Right? Correct. He's just an animal. Every time he gets in, it's not the prettiest thing. But nope. Nope. He 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 really mu he mucks it up. Uh, yeah. He he plays feisty. I guess what I was the, was going to say is that I really hope that Mo is able to at least really gleam and learn some stuff from Embiid. And I hope that Embiid gives him a little bit of time because mm -hmm. that's priceless. You know, right. Embiid yeah. is Embiid's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a, he's already in a Hall of Famer. He's the, he's the spokesperson for you know for Philly sports for the last seven years now. Mm -hmm. Besides, obviously the the Eagles, but uh, certainly hope I, I certainly think the Sixers have a a decent shot at coming out of the East mm -hmm. if a few things shake their way. Yeah. So we go just so you know. So we go to our Africa program is to Mo's father's country. Which is Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast. Oh, that's very cool. Why we go there? So we were connect. He's the only NBA player with ties to that country. So most sponsors this as well, correct? Africa. He's, his name is on the shirt. Okay. Yep. Nice. Okay. So it's his. He sponsors from the standpoint of it's his his partners in country mm -hmm. that, that we do our programming with. Very cool. And we play we play two basketball games. We play one on his court this year. Oh, that's cool. That's right. That's, that's actually great. That because we go at nine boys, but when we land. They're matched up with nine Ivory boys. It's awesome. 
really 18 total and they don't speak english no that's really that's significant it's amazing they've never seen coming to america they've they've never seen it when are you going to show them the old timers have yeah i'm I'm sure um that's a classic they should watch it before they go of course yeah so you could you at least have somebody to do lines with exactly um So that's not to get off topic, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. He, he's behind Reed, but you know, his, his numbers per minute are off the charts, right? So like when he gets in, he scores, he rebounds, he blocks, you know, like no matter what, no matter if it's a minute, if it's three minutes, if it's five minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. While we're on the NBA right now, just let's, I think it's appropriate to speak about the tourney, the in-season tourney um, and what, what we thought of it and, um, I know I, I personally think that, that LeBron winning it has put him past Jordan. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to see a reaction, but, uh, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it, it created some energy where there is literally zero energy in the NBA for the first 25 games. At least like we had that, which I think that's what we accomplished. And, th- and that was great. So, I mean, what do you, I know Stefan, I know you liked it. Yeah, no, I think, I think Adam Silver and whoever's idea really was, uh, did a great job in in getting people to watch basketball mm-hmm. early on in the season. I uh, th- thought the incentive of a half a million dollars per per player to the winning team is real money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think a third of the Lakers team is making less than half of that. Mm-hmm. So that's real money and it changes their, you know, changes their year and hopefully helps their families. And I think that's something to work for. Obviously, they can make some tweaks and changes to it. Start, you know, game times and how many games you play and what are the differentiators, but... I thought it was fun to watch. Um, I think it's amazing how much the Lakers celebrated all that champagne that went all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're going to hang a banner, which I think is, <laughs> I think it's awesome for the whole legacy of LeBron right. to hang a midseason tournament banner. And um, yeah. J- Justin, you know yeah, that okay. Stefan isn't the biggest LeBron fan. You, you, yeah. you, you're aware of that? Um, I am aware. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, I, I think it was just good for the NBA. I, I don't think it does anything for like, LeBron's like, although I, we were talking about this. I think they will name this trophy after him. The 100% now going forward. He wanted to win the first one so that when he retires, they will name this the LeBron midseason tournament and Charles Barkley will laugh hysterically. Yeah, exactly. But I will tell you, no, I will tell you that I thought LeBron played great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought AD's game was incredible in the championship, uh, but I thought LeBron played fantastic. I think he's playing great this year. He's a top 10 player this year. I know some would argue top five. I'll put him at top 10. No, no, I put him top 10. But I'm I think, not going top five. And I think he's having just another incredible season. And I will say, uh, as we get to the, you know, what, 30 game mark right now? Is that about right? We're getting there. Uh, yeah, the, the Lakers are going to win the championship, right? I said it before. I'll say it again. I think Palinka is going to make a couple more moves. And what you saw just now was, you know, the appetizer. Yeah. And look, I think that does help LeBron's legacy to stay at number two all time. <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it solidifies him even further but that he's number two. He's, Listen, so he's just going to be number two. First of all, amazing comment. Second of all, <laughs> 21 years, you win your fifth ring. Oh, it's uh, incredible. It's incredible. Um, you know, the, the, the last dance LeBron version will be tremendous. I can't wait for everyone to watch. It'll, it'll create it's just that much more debate and chatter. But like I said, you know, t- you got to tip your hat to somebody who's doing what he's doing in year 21. Mm-hmm. And let's see him finish the storybook ending here because it really would be. I agree. 
I thought they did a, a good job of confusing the um, spectators when they walked in to see the court. <laughs> so yeah, some of those courts were wild. I didn't even know what I was watching. That was good. All right, so I think the last thing, which is always the elephant in the room when the season's going, is the NFL, obviously. Uh, they own every day of the week now, literally. What we're what we're do we entering week fifteen? So we're we're getting close to like playoff playoff seedings. Playoffs. Playoffs. In terms of the playoffs, you know, I, in my opinion, I'm just going to throw this out there, and we'll we'll go from there. There's literally like ten teams that could win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, it's it's about as wide open as I've seen in a long, long time. Um, especially given what the Eagles and Dolphins have done the last couple of weeks and the Chiefs. And it, it's really, I mean, I think you can see almost anyone that gets in the playoffs outside of a couple teams could just win this thing easily. Yeah, um, you know who's the best, by the way, is, is Brandon Graham. Yeah. I, you, you have a lot of mission guys, right? Yes. Like on your, your listeners. So, like, we, there's, we some, do. there's some Michigan people, yes. The Inquirer did like a write up on his. So first of all, he's the best, right? So we we text a lot because he loves what we do, mm-hmm. right? And I, once he retires, I hope he gets involved. He does so much, to, like any like anything that he's really like that he can do, he does. A couple of our boys reach out to him. He always responds. Awesome. It, it's a, it's amazing. He is such a good dude. They just did a um a big article on like his whole career, basically. Because I don't know if you guys know, but he just passed the all time. Games played as an eagle, I think. I, yeah, I did see that. So he's that, number one. I, th- I, 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 he just broke a record, I think, for all-time eagle games played. Him and Kelsey are probably pretty close on that. It was, it was Brandon, and you want to have a guy to root for, and like what this guy's um, turned into, like from, a, and he talks about in the article, it's great, like a father and a husband, and he, he, he leads all, the, like all the guys in the locker room, like the D, they all look up to him, they want to be him. Right with his kids and his wife and his community work, um, he just—he's just a mensch, man. Like, I don't know what else to say. That's well, awesome. I, you know, you always love hearing that because there's always there's always PR, and and you can you can work your PR in different ways, um, but it's always good to hear how good people are behind the scenes um, when no one's looking. So I that you know that I, I like hearing that about Brandon Graham, about Jalen, about all these. Likewise, all these Philly athletes. Um, in terms of yeah, hundred sorry, one hundred and eighty ninth game. It's a Philadelphia Eagles record. He just passed it. It's amazing. Wow. So what? Yeah. So did he tell you when he's retiring? Can we? Can he we, wouldn't tell me, but he did. Can say we do a hot take on this? When he retires, he's going to go as a mentor on our Africa trip. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, that's great. That's really yes, cool. Um. Can we, let, let's talk about the Jets really quick because I, I I'll, I'll let you talk about them. Why? Really, Why am I going to talk about them? No, no, I, I have nothing to say. I thought Zach Wilson looked okay last week. Isn't Rodgers coming back or something? I just saw that. So Aaron Rodgers was at practice yesterday, oh. running, running, and running the practice, mm-hmm. uh, doing drop back passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has yet to play eleven on eleven, but yesterday was like a kind of a full throttle esque. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing, man? You're five and eight. Why are you doing this? You have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. Please, just, you know. It's just, it's just to prove a point. Hey, just, I, I can come back. It is this. just to prove a point. He wants to prove a point. And, and, until he gets hurt again. Yeah, he's <laughs> right? not talking about the best story in the NFL. There's only one right now. Yeah, what is it? It's Tommy Cutlets. Tommy, well, yeah. We, 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 I was going to get there, and I was going to talk what about the Eagles. What is to get to? 
<laughs> All right. What, what, what do you have to say about Tommy Cutlass? It's the best. It almost looks, it's like, it literally looks like they're messing with you at this point. hundred percent. A couple of days ago. Do you see that? Yeah. It's yes. it, the whole thing is amazing. What's that? Yes. I, I love, I love his agent. Dude. It's his... like they're slowly introducing these characters to you. Like there almost seems made up the whole thing. And in New York, it's, it's, it's great. It's a it, great story. It does seem like it would be a, a total, uh, like comedy on like NBC. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that the agent is really close friends with Peter Schrager does lend a lot more credibility to who he is, but he looks like a villain out of a movie. He looks like an extra on Goodfellas or The Sopranos. And the fact that, you know, Tommy does live at home and has his laundry and bed made and chicken cutlets made. I mean, this whole thing is, I can't Your wait. Your the best with the hair and the, and the, the cross <laughs> chains. I mean... It is now, a great Now, let me ask a question. Am now, I, aren't they winning? Well, first of all, yeah, I mean, Tommy's won three games, right? I think it's three games. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Don't the Giants play the Eagles this Sunday? He's the Jeremy Lin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't. They, the Seahawks play the Eagles on Monday night. Oh, so next week is the Giants-Eagles, I think. Yeah. All right. And I might win for the Giants. I like it. I like it. So, Justin, you've been an Eagles season ticket holder for a long time you've been to more games than you've been you've been to more games last, than brandon graham the uh, last row of the stadium they were 18 dollars. yeah i saw my first fight there i saw my my first guy pissing the trough there pissing the trap down there it's a big, it's a big moment it's <laughs> big moment our first at the vet yeah oh yeah uh you you've seen this team for a long time they obviously started out really strong last two games rough do, do you feel like this will galvanize them do you think they what, what do you think has been missing well i don't know missing i mean they played like what was that sketch or something i mean it's like you can't they played like the four hardest teams in a row right like true. in a short period of time too mm -hmm. and these guys are animals so it's like it's hard to bounce back from that so you're gonna have a little you know a little uh pullback so i'm not like overly concerned. I agree with you. Like, I, like in terms of the Eagles, Dolphins, right? Like, Dolphins had a had a rough loss, and um, and the Chiefs too. I think all of these, the timing of these losses for these three teams, uh, come at a good time where they all know they're in the playoffs. They're getting some gut punches right now, which makes you reflect a little. Uh, and they still have a few regular season games to kind of work well, out a few things. Let's look so, at this line. look at this schedule real quick, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. The Eagles just played. Mm -hmm. And this is an excuse, but like, you know, what did you think you were going to go like 4-0 through this? They played Cowboys at Kansas City, Buffalo, Niners at Cowboys. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. That was their one, two, three, four, five. It's gone. And by the way, before that, the Dolphins and the Commanders, who are they good? I don't even know. Who are the Commanders? It just Washington. <laughs> they're, they're no good. They're no good. That, All right, but whatever. You get what I'm saying. It's yes. It's, it's a tough schedule. No excuses. They need to win them all. Um, <laughs> no, no, but seriously, it, it, that is true. It's been now a tough schedule. Into Tommy Cutlets. I know. That's that's where the buck stops. But, uh, I mean, the NFL in general, like, did you agree with that? Do you think anyone could win this year? I think there's at least six teams, maybe eight. I the, mean, the Niners are probably number one. To, to me, the Niners are one. But not by a lot. Uh, I think the Cowboys... I believe it or not, even though I don't oh. believe in them, oh. the way that they are playing 
is you know is the right way to play. Yeah, they'll blow it though. I know. I believe they will. I don't think Dak has a clutch bone in his body. Second round. So I think I, I don't think he will. I think the Ravens, uh, they they always have something, and it's always one of those tough situations. So I definitely think that they can. Uh, Dolphins, uh, you know, obviously the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs can win it, but they certainly will be in the mix. I do not think they can win it. Not, not with this personnel, not with this wide receiving do your core. Your daughters know like about the Taylor Swift thing because mine do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We well, we had them on uh, a couple, uh, two or three pods ago, and we did ask them very specifically, and they're they're very aware of this of the Taylor Swift yeah. situation. Allie, um, Allie threw out more information than I realized about football, um, but what they didn't realize is that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, yeah, and how good he actually really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's definitely high up on the list of eleven-year-old girls right now. So, <laughs> which which I, which I think is really where he wants to be, you know. No, and then look, this this Seattle game's no walk in the park. The Eagles are playing at Seattle Monday night. Correct. Oh, eight fifteen. All right, I'm missing that one. What time do you go to bed? Nine o'clock. Every night. Yeah, I yeah. try to. What yeah. time do you wake up? Well, it depends. You, I mean, usually like. For a long time, four thirty. Now it's like five. Okay, gotcha. Good deal. All right. Well, anything else, Justin? Anything else you no. you want to cover today? Look, I, this has been a really, really great pod. We we appreciate you taking the time, come on, um, and and have some fun with us. Yeah, I think it's also important for people to you know everyone during the holidays. You know, you give thanks for your family, you give thanks for your health, and I think you see a lot more people. You know, think about giving back and wanting to be more charitable. Obviously, you know, we, we both really do appreciate and respect the fact that you've made it your life's mission now to, to give back and have an, have an impact on, on these kids' lives. And it's, it really is brick by brick. It's kid by kid. Even though you, you like the group style, you know, it's, it's each kid that enters the program becomes, you know, the, the next brick to put on top of that foundation. So uh, we appreciate what you do, yeah. and we, we look forward to seeing, you know, you achieve more success with this program and, and hopefully it continues to grow. Yeah. And even, you know, if you're looking to give back and join, I mean, obviously, or give back and donate, um, obviously it's money that goes to good use. But even if you're not in Philadelphia, you know, we're trying to be a model, right. That's, that's mimicked, you know, across the country, you know? And so as we grow and we get more shine, um, you will start to see that because we're already having those conversations. So it's not like, well, you know, I'm not in Philly and this and that, you know, it's more of like, well, this type of work is impactful it can work in other places and, and I want to support it. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, thanks again, man. You're, you're always yeah. welcome back. Right. You've earned your swag and, uh, yeah, send my hat. All right. You, we want, will. you want we this will. one? All right. I'll send you this one. Yeah, I love it. All right. You got it. Listen, ha- happy holidays. And to all of our listeners out there, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, you could also check us out on, uh, on Instagram and, uh, we look forward to bringing you a, a playoff preview an NFL playoff preview in the next two weeks. All right. Well, be well. All right. Cue the music.